Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Turn Out of Punk Splits. I'm your host, Damien Abraham, and once again, we are bringing back together not one, but two guests that have previously been on the show. Sometimes they know each other, sometimes they don't. This time, they know each other because they used to hang out together. Returning to the show, one of many appearances, Nick Flanagan, one of the greatest friend people ever, lead singer of uh, Teen Crack Combo, Brutal Nights, Wrong Hole more recently, and also a comedian. And as I said, a podcaster in his own right on the Nick Flanagan Weekly Podcast. And John Daly is returning to the show. You might know John Daly from The Kroll Show. You might know him from Modoc. You might know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm. You might know him from many different appearances over the years. And uh, we'll talk about what he's got coming up in a second. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on social media at Left for Damien. If you want to find the show on like YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, you just look up at Turned Out a Punk. The show is normally booked by my brother and show producer Tristan Abraham. And uh, there's an email address, Turned Out a Punk Podcast at gmail.com to get in touch with the show over there. I play in a band. We are called Fucked Up. You can find out more information at fuckedup.cc. We got some shows coming up. We're going back to Europe, going on tour with this little band, little little bit of an important band called The Damned. I'm very excited about this one. And uh, we got records. We got records. So find out more information over there at fuckedup.cc. Oh, we're also playing in Toronto. Playing in Toronto in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know if it's, tickets are still available. Maybe not. Find out more information at fuckedup.cc. All right, on to today's show. Today on the show, Nick Flanagan and John Daly reunited. And this is someone who, or these are two people that I'm friends with. I think are both very funny people. And it's going to be a loose podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> anytime, anytime Nick's on the show, you get a little bit uh, looser, a little bit edgier, a little bit, uh, you know, more fly, fly by the edge kind of thing. I guess that works. And John Daly, of course, also a very funny person. And, uh, yeah, with this, this thing goes weird places. We talk about a lot of weird shit on this podcast. I'm yeah. Splits, splits, it's always a dice roll. You never know what's going to come out when you, when you put on a splits podcast, even when you're recording a splits podcast, sometimes you're just sitting there slack jawed at some of the things people are saying, but that is splits. Uh, and I don't mean that in the best way possible. That sounds super harsh as I'm saying it, but this is a fun one. You're going to hear it in a second, so I'm not going to ramble on anymore telling you about why you're going to enjoy it. Uh, but John Daly is going on tour as Johnny Doily, and it's a incredibly funny satire of some of the know, terrifying people that have emerged on our media landscape. Uh, he's doing a, a tour as this guy uh, who's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be hilarious. And if you are in Los Angeles... On Tuesday, they're doing a special, or John's doing a special preview of this thing, and you can find out more information over on John Daly Graham, at John Daly Graham on Instagram. Also, if you Google John Daly, uh, Johnny Doily tour, I'm sure it'll all come up as well. I'm very excited to see this, because he's also coming to Toronto and doing a show here on October the 4th. He's going to be in Philadelphia the next day. It's a bit of a long drive. I don't think he's going to be chilling out too much after the show. Uh, then in Pittsburgh, the day after that, hometown show. Big hometown show for John Daly. And then on the 8th in Chicago, and then finishing it off in New York, New York, on the 10th. Go out and see John Daly. I 
incredibly funny person, and this show will be uh, will be awesome. I think this is going to be something really special. Uh, check out Nick Flanagan's podcast, Nick Flanagan Weekly. Check out John's podcast, Two Johns Don't Make a Right, with uh, Tall John. I've listened to every episode as we talk about this on this. He never shuts me out on the air. He always shuts out these other people that listen to every episode, but here my brother and I are. We're listening to every episode. We talk about it with each other, but anyway. This isn't about my access to grind. This is about uh, this turns out a split episode. Well, I don't think there's anything more for me to add uh, right now. Uh, I'll see you at the John Daly Show in Toronto if you're around. And that's it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Turned Out of Punk Splits with John and Nick. Yeah, we got we got this. I am so excited. To have you both here, I am. I'm here with uh, two people that I always associate with each other because I've heard you talk before, and I know you guys hung out <laughs> IRL. And I think, yeah, John, we even talked about Nick on your episode of this podcast. Yeah, uh, but we wrapped uh, about Flanagan. We wrapped up some <laughs> flans, and yeah. uh, very excited to have you both here, John and Nick. Welcome back to the show, Nick. I think you've been here a few times, but John, I've welcome been back here a lot. Dude, I've thanks been, so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And you're the best. I love this podcast and I listen to every episode. I know that you listen to also my podcast every and that's very nice of you. But I listen to everyone and you really do the work and I love it so much. And thank you for continuing to do it. It's oh, fucking great. Oh, well, I love Nick, as a, I love your podcast, too. And we're going to do it next week, right? Yeah, I can't okay, cool. wait. Good. And I'm going to see you in Toronto. And, and I'm going on tour. I'm going on tour. Guys, yeah. Toronto, come out to see it. Yeah. The Monarch. You got to do it. October the 4th. Monarch, October 4th. That's 10-4, good buddy. Right? I'll do a wraparound. Yeah. Will you? Will you yeah, be I'll... a... Will you do something like oh I, the show? Whatever. No, I, I meant I mean I was gonna do a yeah. wraparound while I plug the dates, you know, on oh like, great. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm already plugging hard. Uh, but I, I can I know, <laughs> believe me, I can come and uh I'm gonna be very happy to be there. That's my wife's birthday, too. Happy oh, birthday. So we're going to have a you know, great celebration. It's yeah. always the best when a friend has someone, it's their birthday or something on the day of a show, because then they bring like 85 people. Right, right. You know. So, you know, kind of influencer to... to into that direction. Like, <laughs> exactly. You want to call Pressure some people. You, yeah. It's a good show to, for intro to John Daly. I'll say that. Um, Are you gonna do uh, it? I can't wait to see it. I'm wondering, are you going to put a Canadian spin on it when you're up? Here? Yeah, I was thinking that because, uh, yeah, because there's just so much Canada stuff. Oh, and yeah. I can take uh, because the truckers. Yeah, I mean, there was very similar kind of things going on. Trudeau, I think uh, I'm Johnny Doyle. It's very much political. It's um, it's conspiracy. It's, you know, TikTok health tips. It's dating tips it's um going your own way as a man kind of a uh, uh, right. body fascism and I, yeah I, I i think um yeah i think i can definitely get some stuff in with trudeau um i have to do some research i don't know much about him besides he is devilishly handsome john um, I, will, I will i will give you so much information first of all the fuck the saying that people have here just they call it they say fuck trudeau and they have stickers and decals. That's decals. the saying. Fuck Trudeau. No, it's not the smartest movement. I no. don't want to besmirch it. It's not even. They, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. No, but that's a oh, let's God. go, Brandon, to Canada. 
I saw a guy, I saw a guy at this like county fair we have in Toronto called the Canadian National Exhibition. And uh, the guy had a Let's Go Brandon shirt. And I was just like, if he came from Buffalo, this is all right. But if you didn't, like, who's this for? Like, right. (laughs) What are you doing? You're trying to get a visa? You want to get a picture and show it for you to get your green card or something. Right. But, but so they say fuck Trudeau and they have all these bumper stickers that say fuck Trudeau. It's never one. This is the thing. It's like right. six. They have to have six. I like right. fuck Trudeau. It's so it's just a good thing to chant. You oh, know? yeah. Fuck I'm, Trudeau or whatever. You know, totally. that's pretty good. It, um, it's a movie. Also, I think because I think Rob Ford the and Doug Ford, like they're played like I can't really say. No, I say no, Doug no. Ford, oh, Doug, yeah. Go after Doug. Yeah. Yeah, go Doug's, after Doug's, Doug's in the Doug's Doug. in the middle of a thing. Is he Doug, smoking Doug's... rocks too, or what's? No, his he was a hash dealer allegedly. He was that. He was more yeah. to the uh, the hash I, world allegedly. He's from the part of Toronto that I went to high school vaguely, and uh, he was a hash dealer. There was a huge newspaper article about he was like <laughs> selling like, like a teen drug dealer. What's amazing is he's just really doing this super low rent uh, daily mayor daily kind of thing, you know, where he's just right. He's just really done this dumb real estate thing where he like carved out a bunch of basically like conservation area type stuff in like outside of Toronto to for, for housing. Cause everyone wants, you know, everyone wants to move into the middle of the woods. And, uh, (laughs) and uh, he gave all the contracts to like his friends and now yeah. all these people are resigning and he's fucked and hopefully he is fucked. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Well, that's good. I mean, everything you just said about him makes me like love him. Like he was a hash dealer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, and it's not who you want as your politician, but I bet he's a Dude. fun hang, you know? Rob Ford's the exact same way, right? Where you see footage yeah. of him like dancing I'm just, to reggae. I'm just going to confuse people until I'm mayor. <laughs> Whatever. Like, what is the technique? Like clearly a mess, a terrible person. And they're just... No, the- they, they would it works they the get, technique get is you give everyone your phone number and they sell they sell you crack and they go you know i got a broken pipe in my house in my in my apartment and you go well, i'm gonna fix that pipe yeah he gets, he gets the city to fix the pipe and he's got a vote well, that's <laughs> you know? true yeah he'll just do uh, he'll hook up he, uh, he'll hook up his homies when he was running for mayor doug uh i moderated a debate and had to hang out with him backstage oh. as we're preparing oh, for man. the debate. Yeah, it was like the amazing. What he That's he did cool. get elected for mayor, and then he ultimately got elected as premier, which is even more frightening. Much but, worse. Yeah. But Jesus. He, he all he wanted to do was talk to me about how fun Austin was. Austin, the town. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> just I love been. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that... he's like keep Austin weird. He's like, have you heard of this guy Blaze <laughs> Foley? He's yeah. He, oh man. He had gone to Austin City Limits and had the best time, he told me. Oh, cool. And yeah. I'm, and like, you know, even back then, before this conservation stuff, like I, I was not fucking with Rob Ford or Doug Ford. So I'm just like, yeah, man. Yeah, man, whatever. He's like, Yeah, you're banned. You ever play down there? Yeah, a few times <laughs> over the years. Yeah, so you were being kind of you know, pissed off or, or uh, yeah, you were, just you're rather just kind of like yeah whatever man like yeah exactly this. <laughs> i was like i don't, I don't need the shit and so we finished the debate and then i'm down doing an interview about moderating this debate and all of a sudden how do you find yourself doing that's a whole that's so a whole other Canadian. story but uh, that's so funny <laughs> he comes from behind and just gives me this huge hug and like picks me up <laughs> 
and like i love this guy <laughs> yeah oh wow because you were withholding he can't deal with you being withholding everybody has to love this fucking guy and so he was just like i don't, I don't care you're oh my god i can turn me. this i can turn that's this how around he does to, it dude I, I can turn this around to punk now this is crazy because rob ford one of his like b-sides that's totally amazing is that he was like doing one of his usual meet and greets where he takes a picture with like anybody and this dude poses with him <laughs> in like this full military regalia like that's very obviously not good to wear it's like antique <laughs> and and it's revealed this guy is wearing like regalia of like the latvian ss basically <laughs> and he oh, was the lead singer in the famous racist band rahawa racial holy war whoa so, <laughs> rob ford got a snap with that guy are they canadian <laughs> they Rahawa are whoa! unfortunately canadian yes. never heard of them so they're oh, like dude the, you got to check the out mentors their or something of canada oh, oh no, no mentors is much 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 better Make the really? tours look like oh, Rage Against yeah. the Machine. Like they are oh. fucking brutal. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. wow. The fascinating about this is that I recently learned that a, a friend of ours, I'm not going to out who it is. I'll let this person tell the story themselves at some point. Doug Ford? Uh, no. Uh, went okay. to high school with the lead singer of Rahoa. And back cool. then, he was part of what they called the Chocolate Cake Club which was a black and white student uh, unity association. So he was like actually actively, I guess, anti-racist in high school right. in some way. And then I guess went off to college and learnt hate. Right. And He's, ran resistance records. Well, they ran resistance records, which is one of the worst labels ever and it's uh put out oh they did i forgot they did resistance it's, resistance it's, was a humongous racist label yeah and, and they really even made oh yeah. yeah and they even made a uh i was just reading about this when i was on the wikipedia for controversial video games today <laughs> and uh <laughs> i want to hear more on that later uh, more more on, more later spicy <laughs> video game uh, yeah. that's a tease um, in the biz resistance records made a white supremacist like pc game as well as being resistance records so they, they branched out to software yeah horrible computer game. programmers dude computer guys from the 80s yeah. they had something Herbs. going on larry that's like scott uh, adams uh, is from that area la la yeah. leisure suit larry Le leisure suit larry i mean the guy who made that it's rough the humor in that too is like <laughs> it's like you know it's coming from a lonely man the creator of <laughs> earthworm jim has some really dark opinions yeah <laughs> oh my god on on the same side of uh people that design children's toys are are a little weird sometimes do you remember the ljn wwf action figures the big rubber ones that you get yeah as a kid? i Classics. think so yeah so definitely yeah. definitely there yeah. there was a miss elizabeth figure and there's also a one of one that sells for tens of thousands of dollars uh like like almost a hundred thousand dollars i think the last time it sold nude 
Miss Elizabeth that oh, like painted mm. nipples or something. <laughs> I am about to vomit. <laughs> but I, as I recall, those things like my friends would have those things and they'd have done terrible things to Miss. There'd be Poor there'd Miss be Elizabeth. bite marks in a lot of those. They're very biteable. You know that kind yeah. of biteable yeah. rubber. And they're basically uh, big erasers. Like yeah, shaped, but like, probably more toxic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Very. They're lacquered. Yeah. Oh erasers my god. Are I love. Pretty the, good I love those. I, my Terry Funk one, I really liked that one a lot. Yeah. I've, I've actually had a couple of friends give me uh, their old ones. So now I've got a pretty good collection of, and oh, I love that they're beat up. I don't have any chewed on ones, but uh, I've got some, all the paints faded on them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the paint is is a lot, it is very bad. Even when you were, I was a kid, I remember like somebody's uh, King Kong Bundy or whatever was like, I was like, oh, this is a dirty, dirty toy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were they had the germs. Played with this on that far shit. too much. Yeah. yeah. There's no paint. They were like there. the original fleshlights. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God, Nick. <laughs> Controversial video game Wikipedia, Masterpiece hey, you know with Hands. It's after wait. midnight over here. <laughs> I would have to okay, wait. So there was like an extant racist, explicitly racist, like in their literature the bands they found like it was like every band was like screwdriver like what are the band how many bands Ethically. can a label like that sustain like that's many cool. sadly yeah. there's it, it exists in almost every genre well i, I well, but it, I it, it's probably like r&b there, well there's there's <laughs> racist, <laughs> yeah. rap racist jazz yeah, i'm sure there's racist r&b there's a racist, racist rap racist there's racist rap music and it's like yeah. From white people that are racist against black people? Yeah, or? yeah actually, yeah. John, I discovered this crazy Vancouver guy, again, getting into Canadian stuff, who does like super, it's not like explicitly racist. It's like tries to be on the kid rock tip, but it's like cool. super shoddy, <laughs> super white, like yeah, pro-America rap by like a Vancouver guy who was excommunicated from the hip hop scene. I have to find that and send it to you. Whoa. I mean, I feel like there were like skinhead bands, obviously, and like stuff in growing up in Pittsburgh. Like I was definitely like at hardcore shows and stuff where I was like, oh, man, this is like edges, tons of skinheads here. And so it's like a skinhead thing. But I never thought like having the organizational power as dumb racists to put together like a record label. But I guess if you're Actually, like really dedicated to it, you know, well, that's where it starts. Anything happen. Yeah, was, but the Internet is like inter has like hate is, you know. They, they're super into like this weird attempted organization. I mean, even the KKK is like this very organized, like dumb. Oh my God. Put into right. practice. And, but, but I, um, like the guys who made that website Stormfront, you know, oh the really God. famous yeah. race, the dude who did that, first of all, went to jail because in the eighties, he tried to do a coup in some Caribbean Island with a bunch of other racist people and got arrested. <laughs> Or maybe it was a U.S. territory. And in jail, he learned how to program. And oh, then God. he made the racist form storm. <laughs> wow. That just goes to show you. Don't teach these prisoners nothing. Just no. Stare at the wall. <laughs> stare at the wall. Not license you know. plates. You're learning too much. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe. Oh, my God. Maybe he made like Stormfront. Yeah. Channel your anger into a Nazi website. But Stormfront was a very rudimentary website. 
I actually prefer these days Stormfront to Twitter. Or X. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a little milder. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's little Yeah, Stor Stormfront at least doesn't have that sort of uh, millennial attempt at memeing or whatever. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> it's more like Hello Giggles. <laughs> um, it's like Witstream. It's more yeah, like, it's like Witstream. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yahoo <laughs> Answers. Because like every question I have about which groups to hate is answered. Uh, <laughs> but no i was gonna say it's like these bands don't even need a lot of members to have like eight bands it's like any scene you know especially in like punk like it's always like i'm in some i i'm i'm involved in do putting on shows and doing stuff with shows here in toronto and like all the people i know or work with they're all like in the same band it's, but there's like eight to nine right. bands it's like a know, collective so. like the same bass players in four bands or something yes. like broken, broken i made that up i don't know why broken know. person social scene broken social yeah broken well broken social scene was just all the bands all people from different bands in toronto that no one really went to see is that it's, true yeah i didn't know that kind of oh, yeah cool. like they were they were sort of popular like they were bands that had deals in canada they were all really good musicians and they had connections to like really good producers and stuff but they weren't you know there was like in america they didn't have that crossover at all but when they all got together Right. Something, something I've never heard their music. I got to check them out. You've never them all. I've never heard. I've probably heard it somewhere, but I, I've never nice like guitar. identified broken social scene. I would have uh, thought like yeah. there was a time in L.A. and New York where it was kind of ubiquitous. A little. It bit. was. Like, I think it was. I just never, for whatever reason, yeah. Like, was yeah. it around the time of the like Dirty Projectors or like the time of the Strokes? Uh, oh, kind of, I mean, that's a big bit, almost in between. Almost <laughs> really. In between. OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. it was like it was this moment in like maybe 2005. I don't remember the times that well. Might have even been a bit earlier. And yeah, and uh, it, it Montreal stuff got big at almost the same time. And the Arcade right. Fire played some really huge shows, especially in Canada, that like made a legend for themselves. And in Toronto, there yeah. was a broken social scene show that might have been like their first show at the Horseshoe Tavern. I think it was at the Horseshoe. And it suddenly was all written about. And it was cool. the beginning of this really quick ascent. And that was when there were like all these groups that were like nine people, like new pornographers, I think yeah. was like basically the a best. super group awesome. when that started, yeah. you know, and, and um, I guess I checked out of music for quite a while there. I think like broken social scenes ascent here, Arcade Fire in Montreal was very much like Canada trying to have that sort of New York, you know, mm. meet me in the bathroom kind of moment. Right. I, I just was. read that book. I would listen to it in my car. Interesting. It's, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff that I feel like gets left out that I think is for me all super fascinating. But yeah, I guess. Do like, you mean in Toronto or that book? that book yeah like uh jason green uh who uh is from the orchid played in panthers mm. uh starts taught steve aoki how to dj he's like really he's my favorite dj yeah steve aoki, steve aoki. <laughs> i just love it come for the yeah. cake i love that i'm cake. a ceviche i like ceviche but i think his perspective ceviche. on that <laughs> <laughs> but they like it's funny because like panthers like took are weapons out on tour and like, yeah, are weapons man yeah I know, right? that moments in time wow yeah that yeah, i hadn't that thought was, about they them. were fucking the coolest band in the world for a second i mean in just crazy. in new york yeah. city yeah 
It, well, that was also uh, like that. That was sticking like they, down here. They had a thing in Toronto going. Oh, for sure. Too, when they that was kind of like down. they were kind of part of the electro clash, right? Hangover, I guess, like the spillover between the two scenes. Yeah. Well, jo- John, do you know like when I first started going to New York, it was it was re- to do stuff. It was really interesting because that whole like pianos was a big com- comedy spot. Yeah, and, and then, Lady Gaga's first. Uh, that's where she put on all her like tried yes. out her songs when she was like it, eighteen. I mean, it used to have so many cool shows. I remember I did like the whitest kids, you know, had that Sunday show there and I did this show there. And then my friend's band, Easy Action, a.k.a. John Brandon from Negative Approach is like playing like after that shit. And and uh, who was I'm sorry, I missed what you just said, because my AirPods connected like a like a. Oh, (laughs) John Brandon just name drop John Brandon. Yeah, happens oh, okay. all the time on this podcast. John <laughs> nice. Brand, this classic singer, was like his band was playing right after. And then, but at that same time, that guy, Todd P, was putting on all these shows. And I started also doing his fucking shows. And that was like Japanther, AIDS Wolf. Like, AIDS Wolf it was is dope. They're the AIDS best. Wolf was, yeah. They, I mean, their, their design was really a, a whole thing back then, too. Sarah Pop, they had this whole like art thing they were doing. I we know. Play, I, uh, played I with saw a bunch them at like times. A, I saw him at a house show in uh, in Chicago, and they uh, my brother does this thing uh, Matt Daly called the Renegade Craft Fair, where they uh, have this craft fair and they travel around. and AIDS Wolf used to come around with them and sell their posters, and now they're like crazy fine artists. Like that's you know, so cool. I don't really actually know a lot about what they're doing now, but I hear it's they're kind of like uh, Jean Claude and you know the people that wrapped Central Park or whatever. What are those? People okay, called? yeah. Um, cool artists weirdos yeah anyway yeah, they're, they're lifers they're, the they're lifers chloe the and yannick best. have been around yeah. forever and ever yeah um it's so cool and and uh what i'm just Chloe's one of the hardest that. people i know chloe like wild wild shit like uh what a remember? front what a front person eh? wild front oh person God. awesome front person and uh i remember she i think it was the jay Riotard show where uh does seeing like, it that way make it better for me <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah I think you, yeah i yeah. see that i mean you, yeah yeah like it's a <laughs> doubt jay say? is one of those people that is you know like i i was well, oh God. friends with him but like it's it's very difficult to kind of parse who this guy I mean, was you, you do know? wonder what it would be like now but maybe it would be more like my homies you know and king con and those guys like they're not they're they're cool I don't know. those guys aren't you know those they're not like, the same right like jay they're, jay they're, like they're, they're rational people jay was rest in peace you well know, maybe I, he'd be in jail i don't know yeah probably like he was he was a wild dude and like he had a, he, had like a, he was a uh, based well that was that name was because <laughs> people used to call him that and the reason he spells it that way is because that's how he thought it was spelled yeah like, and when you wow. listen to the later stuff it's so sad like when he started getting into his like later uh really interesting solo stuff after blood visions like some of those songs are about like definitely uh, like physical abuse you know and 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 it's like he didn't i don't think he came from an easy environment and i think he had a real he was really nervous uh, in a way and he was very damien you were talking about jay we i, I yeah. took you away and started uh, like, no like, i was saying uh out. No, no, That's Jay, cool. Jay, Jay was Is he like Canadian. I didn't know. No, I don't Memphis. Memphis, Memphis. Okay, I don't yeah, know yeah. much about Jay. Uh, Jay, yeah, Jay. he was a uh, <laughs> Jr. He, Jr. I remember we played this uh, 
vice party at South by Southwest and we're all chilling backstage and I just met your friends and human giant Rob. Oh, and, nice. And, and I, I just at met South them. by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. They, oh. because we had all played this comedy music show that, uh, I think Chunklet helped organize earlier that day. And, nice. uh, so they were they were came to the show and they couldn't get in right so i went and got them in and then i went backstage and i'm like oh those guys from human giant are uh at the show and jay's like they owe me money for a fucking sink and i'm like i don't think they owe you money i think probably you know mtv does or you know whoever <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna go get I... the money from them i'm like jay they're not, they don't owe you the fucking money. That's not how this works. And you know, it's not how it works. Right. So right. I don't know why you're pretending like they're going to have, it's kind of like but that. Since they were on MTV. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. But you know, sense. it's kind of like being no. like, that guy hangs out with that guy. I'm going to, I don't like it. He hangs out yeah. with MTV. Hey, you, you <laughs> tell your boss to pay up. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You tell your boss, give me my fucking money. That's insane. I love it. It's an insane person. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, and it's it's that kind of stuff that was. Sorry, uh, I don't mean to talk ill. Uh, that I realize we're talking about. It. I don't even know. May are rest. we talking ill? You know, it's well, he was, I, 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 may he rest. It's a, it's a huge part <laughs> of punk is mental health stuff, right? Like that's like the reality is like a lot of people are drawn to this. Yes, myself included. I know yeah. Nick, you're fairly open about your stuff that you battle with. Yeah, I'm a crazy with. not battle deal with yeah. deal with. You know, no, yeah. I mean, you know, it it actually is legitimately a struggle for like so many people so everyone kind of goes talks about battle you know norm mcdonald has an amazing joke about battling cancer you know or whatever but it's like with the brain stuff it literally is like every day you know you're like yeah why you know i have to quell some kind of feeling or i gotta you know, do push-ups until i feel okay right yeah, yeah. Or something or take a yeah. take a, a massive presence yeah, yes. yeah, or yeah. Take, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta take a leak yeah well, there's yeah. easier roads to kind of hoe in life. Like you could be, if you just were like, oh, fuck, I'm well adjusted. You know, you wouldn't have to search this stuff out and you wouldn't really need to go to these places to find it because you could just like listen to Lady Gaga on the radio or listen to whatever, you know, shows up in front of you and you dig it all because yeah. you're well adjusted. And you're but out to dinner that's... and you're like, what the fuck is with my steak? You're like a total <laughs> dick. There's nothing tank. else. There's nothing else to do. You know? And this we're cool thing. dude. Here's the thing. We're cool dudes. Yeah, you know, and we're cool punk, guys. Fuck punk it. rock stuff. Also had that thing, the mental health thing, but it wasn't thought of as like we're gonna get famous. You know, it was literally people being like, "I'm a reg. I'm Joe Average here. You know, and I'm just freaking out in my brain, and I have to do this stuff. You know, so it's actually like so universal. And, yeah, and, and, I mean, so much punk is about like. I hate the suburbs. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> my mom and dad are dumb. Well, and, and then like, I don't, that's why that. punk, that's why I got into it, you know, cause it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Like so many fans really... are hilarious. Like the descendants are hilarious. They have funny songs. Yeah. And, I mean, that's um, the thing is, you know, I was thinking about like Damien, you texted us before and you're like, I'm listening to Gizm, you know? Yeah. And, and Gizm, right. Or like Japanese punk, like, what would you call it like uh foundational you know and, and yep. legendary yeah and uh i've probably listened to like you know get eight eight times of my own volition you know and i enjoyed yeah. it but it's so hard to, like there's 
sometimes I feel like I just didn't get the punk manual. So there's all these people who seem to have had got the whole read the whole manual. <laughs> I'm like I just read the page about you know the mentors five times and then I skipped. Right, that's like, me because that's all I have. There's it I gets so much better. <laughs> you just uh, for both of you no, <laughs> the mentors. No, like I no, promise I don't you, listen to the mentors. I, like, I just uh, I was guy. just uh, <laughs> saying them because they're they're the lead singer uh, is El, El Duce. Duce. He's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you right? have you watched the mentors documentary? No, should I? On Tubi. Oh my I've, god! I've watched Hated, the Gigi Allen documentary. Jesus Christ! This is this is a Amazing. retrospective documentary. So, and it's uh, you know, Hated is obviously brilliantly directed, and I think you yeah, know, gotten, Todd's gone on to much bigger things since hanging out with Gigi. Yeah, much uh, less dark things. I'll say that. Yeah, this <laughs> still this, hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> this person's not directing uh, Hated. But at the same time, the stuff in right. it is mind blowing. Like at one point they get to the guy who El Duce says is the dude that killed Kurt Cobain in that Curtin Courtney documentary. Right. And he's the last guy to see El Duce alive and drove El Duce to the train yard while where El Duce was hit by the train. You know, not to be conspiracy dude. Whoa. But it's pretty you know, this guy definitely Wait, and then so I'm sorry, are we talking about the Nick, the filmmaker dude? No, like no? Nick Nick Broomfield in in Curtain Corny when he approaches El Duce and is like, I heard you were Mr. Offered. Duce. Yeah. To right. Kill <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I was offered, you know, this much money, but I turned it down. And then he says, but I know who did do it. I'm not going to say on <laughs> film. OK, maybe I'll say it. And then he says the guy's <laughs> name. Okay. And this, the guy is the dude who, in this documentary, they talk about drove El Duce to the train yard the day that El Duce died from being accidentally run over by a train. Wow, uh, accidentally. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was an Quote elaborate quote. prank. I'd say well, he's a dummy and he was asking for it if that's the case. But they interview <laughs> yeah. this guy in the documentary. Yeah, you don't let a murderer drive you to a train yard. They interview the guy in the documentary and he, uh, he fucking says, like, kind of implies that, yeah, maybe he did kill Kurt Cobain. And he's put out a yeah, record called I Killed Kurt Cobain. The Tupac guy does yeah. that, did that too. That's why they raided the the dude really? about Tupac's death the other month. Like, there's this guy, because now we live in this insane thing with YouTube where, like, mobsters have, you know, um, monetized their stuff and are exaggerating, I think. So, like, oh, they all my, have podcasts. They're amazing. They podcasts. Yeah. Michael Francisi hates Sammy the Bull Gravano. And, yeah, yeah. And, Sammy the Bull and, is a podcast. It yeah. is so boring. Yeah. So boring. these guys are really boring it turns and out. he's a rat it's a rat we like hey yeah. i'm a rat i'm a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> and i think in hip-hop there's like that happens a lot more quietly but like dj vlad obviously talks to a lot of people like that and then um there there's a dude who like keeps basically intimating that he it was involved in the death of tupac and that's why the case was reopened and they raided his his house and it's like Man. you don't know if it's people just sort of seeing it you know over the years and then the police are just like literally like someone faxed us that this happened time to spend a million dollars you know yeah. <laughs> right like because it's great press you know oh the police are investigating the murder of someone we love right these are so good you know like, yeah <laughs> people brag about like like robberies they do too online they like show the money and stuff and yeah, they, get they just arrested a I, that happened to that. me actually really recently. <laughs> um 
No, for real? Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. okay. I was gonna be like, oh man, I'm I sorry to hear that, dude. I didn't. Um, no, no, no. That someone was, snatched yeah. your chain. Yeah, has the comedian like, ever Look at this arrested? shit I stole. <laughs> someone snatched the Nick Kroll chain off right off your neck. I know. I feel like if you do open mics, though, you do like kind of see new comedians confess to crimes on right. <laughs> on shows, oh know? yeah, if you do improv, sh- it, it, like <laughs> beginning improv classes, I used to like take you know level one classes and then eventually uh, taught improv. And there's always like a shady, like 53 year old lawyer that's like there <laughs> to like be weird to women and get out some kind of like he doesn't know it, but he's getting out some kind of like weird like issue that he has like through improv scenes. And he'll like sit down and be like, all right, dance for me, bitch. Or so, you know, something truly horrible. It's like, OK, everybody stop. So you got to be respectful to people. But it's like <laughs> this little anger comes out and it's like, oh, man, it's just like speak so much of what you're like. You're willing to do this in a room full of people like, wow, people are. Fun. I mean, it's true in punk, too. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing when that's bands true. are starting off, you know, it's like like when I one of the first shows I saw was with punk legends from Pittsburgh, drunk punk legends, submachine. And oh, wow. Nice. And I came into Sneaky D's in Toronto. I was like 13 years old, walk upstairs. And it was some show with like a bunch of these sort of what we call drunk punk bands in the 90s that were like local, just really gritty bands. And, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, they were doing, I mean, a bunch of fucking goofs were like a street gang kind of thing, you know? And um, yeah, I, I, I was listening to the least punk stuff to start my day today. I put on the song. I woke up. I I, 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 I have uh, one of those Google things that plays music and listens to me do things. And uh, I uh, I played Kryptonite on it by Three Doors Down. Oh, man. Kryptonite. You wouldn't have been into yeah. that song when it came out, though, Nick. You were already in a punk no, band, right? Ex- yeah, but like. Like I said, I call me Superman. Exactly, it's catchy. <laughs> it's so catchy. Yeah, they did a good Would job. Would you yeah. still be And then I put on Drops of Jupiter because oh, the wow. lyrics make me laugh. You know that it's... song? Oh, send me off to a beautiful oblivion, rendezvous, then <laughs> I'm through with you. That one is nonstop in my head. Eve six, right? I think it's Eve six. Is that Eve six? That's a that's a jam, man. Gonna but put Eve my six are cool now. Hard in a blander. For some people, I don't know if they're cool. I think that guy is just uh, a, a good dude, and he's like funny on Twitter. Yeah. I heard he I heard he pays someone to write the tweets. He pays someone to write those tweets. Are you serious? I hear it's another comedian. Uh, no that's, way that's that's the rumor i heard that allegedly i'll throw it allegedly he's so self-deprecating i think i i thought oh, this surely has to be this he's like yeah our music sucks we're a shitty man from the 90s whatever we're doing it i don't know yeah what if it's that's drill just, what if it's hang drill that's how drill makes all his money he pays him <laughs> drill's uh, the best i've just yeah. met drill recently i've gotten to know drill drills are, it's drills are so funny it's a great that's great cool dude yeah it's so weird that how now like all that stuff is like all that twitter weird twitter thing is now like la and even like the podcast like the irony podcast it's now all in la so everyone's everyone's commingling yeah none of the big podcasts though they're all like in what austin wherever right. hassan <laughs> lives or uh, mr beast or whatever austin <laughs> that's it man that's it florida yeah. People Doug Ford's favorite town. Yeah, Doug Ford's <laughs> favorite place. Yeah, what a weird place. I mean, I've done. I've only been there once for South by, 
Really? And it was so fun. But yeah, I didn't see. I mean, it's pretty awesome still, I guess. I don't know. Um, I had a good time. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that tend to move to Texas and Florida that are a certain mind mind state of kind of like individual liberty and all that stuff. And then there are just a lot of, there are also just a tons of cool people there too. Hardest um, partying town in the world. Like the place people party there. Like, oh my God. Like the first time I ever tried codeine cough syrup was there. Like I've, I, I took some of the craziest pills, wow. you know, at a, at a different time in my life. But sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, back at when South I was straight by? edge. Back when yeah. I was straight edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what house Toronto is a party town? It's, uh, it's a party. It's a party town, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I mean, have, have you heard of this guy Drake? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he's a boring of... rapper that I weirdly <laughs> love. Like all of his songs, he's a boring rapper that I truly like. When he comes, that new song Twenty One, can you do I... something for me? I'm like, this I is heard so good. I would um, listen to it. I always like a deeply Drake catchy. Song. Yeah. yeah, he seems like I'm... a cool dude. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I only met him one time, and it was. For real? It, wow. Yeah, it does not uh didn't go too good. In Drake what days happened? or Aubrey days? In Drake days. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My, so my wife was on Degrassi with him during uh Aubrey oh, days. Wow. She was on Degrassi. Who did she play? Just background. She's in a oh, background wow. scene watching him at a show and stuff. Amazing. But he was just like, you know, just like a normal actor kind of hanging yeah. out type vibe. Yeah. I did background on Degrassi with uh my old bandmate Daniela. This as is well awesome i love these facts it's a Shit. oh yeah you love degrassi i mean i love know. degrassi i grew up watching like the og degrassi yeah they Spike played and... they they just funneled reruns of degrassi into pbs or something it was like public yeah, television sense, yeah. maybe and i was just like yeah they really it hit me at the right time i was like oh my god this is what older kids are like <laughs> they would show it in my school so, when i was yeah, a kid oh wow yeah, yeah you watch it in little, class little lessons and stuff exactly. yeah like it, it really went for that like doc docu-realism canadian sort of like oh we're watching like students have problems this is cool you know yeah. i'm watching a guy get aids from his fake girlfriend yeah in, don't get in a fight in the bathroom or you'll get aids eh yeah <laughs> i get i get yeah because i was obsessed with also like i was at that point going to toronto and playing um hockey against these like middle school uh hockey teams and i just remember like being like oh my god they really talk like fucking degrassi this is amazing <laughs> and uh like later basing a character on that so yeah do any of your canadian uh, friends in la like canadify themselves to you like reveal it ever do you do, do you no, they keep it? it to themselves nick thorburn has never yeah. no he's uh no i don't think you can clock yeah you can clock it if somebody's like talking and and stuff sure yeah that's, it's changed that's, that's true. changed it like you know it used to be something that you kind of like hid but now it's like it's amazing when you tell people from toronto and they're like the six the six like, the six, yeah, six. people six. yeah that is cool he did make it cool you're right to a certain extent to a certain him, extent like the raptors yeah like we him at the ra time. like it's like He's cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah. And Rob Ford. And Rob and, Ford. I mean, let's not lose. And the, you know, the kid, the kids in the hall. Um, I went to see. Oh uh, my God, the kids. It's Bellini. It was oh, Bellini's yeah. birthday yesterday. Oh, oh yeah. I gotta wish Bellini a happy birthday. 
Zero. I, uh, I went to the Descendants Circle Jerks adolescent show, and in the it's a venue owned by Drake. And in the dressing yeah. room, before you go into the uh, individual dressing rooms, there's Rob Ford's Toronto Argonauts football jersey. Really, right there, framed. So <laughs> wow. weird. So weird as that's vibe. like a great no. That's a really good. It's so telling of this certain Toronto vibe that I can't stand, where it's kind of like being celebrating something that's not even as cool as infamy. I can't really describe it. It's like like there's a video right now of a guy driving into a bike lane and into pedestrians in the middle of the city in Toronto. It was insane, and the guy filming it the first thing he goes like this is why i love toronto and i'm just like why are we like this the six it's not toronto anymore dude the six right wait what does the six mean again is it an area code or like six areas or something and it's like well six we used to be six separate cities oh okay yeah but then it was unified into the greater toronto area wait so the toronto football team is literally the argonauts yeah that is yeah. amazing. That's the, the most Wheels we, Ontario thing. That's Argos like, had a moment, dude, when it was owned by John Candy, Wayne Gretzky, and the guy that owned the Bruce Kings. McNall. Bruce, Bruce McNall. McNall. Right, right. Wow. And they, yeah. they signed Rocket Ishmael away from the NFL. Oh, you wow. better believe it was going for it. They had American teams for we had right. Doug Flutie, too, eh? We had Doug they, Flutie first. Oh, Warren, yeah. They Warren grabbed Moon. up Doug Flutie. Okay. Well, yeah. Warren wow. Moon came from the CFL to the NFL. Right. There was a big, it was like the nineties. There was a feeder. It like the CFL was a bigger deal. Uh, yeah. Well, it think. seemed that yeah. way. Yeah. Cause or of the, cause of the, the co-mingling factor. was the co-mingling. Yeah. Well, and also I think, I think for QBs, it was like, <laughs> it was like the, uh, the minor leagues for pitchers, like a place to develop because like, right. There were, it was such a passing game that you, and it was a longer field. So you had to throw so much more. And Wait, I think Damien, are you, a, are you a football guy? For that era, that was oh, okay. my that was my sports period. Like I didn't get yeah. into any of the Raptors shit when that was going down. I was like, "Fuck, this is fucking up traffic." You know, I, I was, was like, only oh, into sports like, in the nineties. That was like when I was yeah, into sports. Same, same. Yeah. I'm. I try and stay. I keep up with the Steelers because you got to. You're from fun. Pittsburgh. It's you got to. But uh, you guys aren't into the Leafs at all. Like yeah, that like would it. that would be what I was into. If I was I'm going into. to a Jays game tomorrow. Actually. That's fun. Going to I'm going with like my rules. cousin and then two of my second cousins. I'm stoked. Oh, Lauren's going too. My wife. No way. It's a Jewish. It's a Jewish party. For Are Russia. you Jewish? Yes. So I don't know. I guess it's a Rosh Hashanah party. Are you yes. Jewish? Your name is Flanagan. <laughs> I know, but it was the most them, Irish name in the world. You'd think so, but my mother is Jewish, and then, okay, then you're Jewish. Yeah, and then yes, uh, yes, according to those those Iron God laws. Yeah, Lanigan, look, Irish Jew. What about yeah. you? What's your what's your uh, what's your makeup there? I'm like Irish, uh, German, and English. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So for um, your new show, for your new show, like, uh, what was the stuff that set you off to do it this way? Oh, well, this is uh, this Johnny Doily. And so yeah. um, what re- really the stuff is, it's a mixture of kind of like conspiracy guys and the Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Russell Brandiverse. And it is a guy who is... Uh, or Russell Brand's recent turn, by the way, uh, and His heel turn, and then it's partially kind of a, um, uh, what are their names? Uh, Gary Gunn, who you you wouldn't know because he's a TikTok. Um, it's it's these guys on TikTok that teach you about masculinity. So like fresh and fit. Life. Um, it's a guy named Julian himself. No, he'll be like, all right, stand up. Like these guys dress like a mac like disgustingly immaculately like they'll they like take they're they're a little bit they're all a little bit jacked so they'll like wear a guns and roses t-shirt but cut out the collar of the t-shirt to to show their clavicles because they're kind of jacked and then they'll have a long long sweater or they'll have one of those long long dave Chappelle like dress shirts you know (laughs) and and like um insane you know shoes or whatever and and they'll just be like you know what what if I like, you know, like who are you? Like say your name, and some nerd will get up. They're like in a they're like in a you know like a, a Weston ballroom, like a shitty like you know like Holiday Inn ballroom, and they're like you know half full of total dorks, and they're like, yo, get up, man. What what are you? Like say your name. Like uh, uh sit down. What is your deal? And so like the the point is getting in people's faces. <laughs> so part of the show is audience participatory like me helping people but it delves into conspiracy and and um just dummies who you know all these people there's a huge market they're all they all have podcasts that are making so much money uh because they have agreed to be uh conformist iconoclasts who uh pretend that they're individuals and are actually just uh fascist clowns so yeah it's so strange right it's just this whole thing now with like people who are corporate motivational speakers but like they're they're branding themselves as if they're fucking um you know 
Tesla, Nikolai Tesla or something, yeah. you know, or like, like there's some inventor, there's someone who's like adding anything to the world. And all they're kind of saying is just like, you know, be really anxious when you're working. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know, they're just like pub, they're like public life coaches. kind of. Well, yeah, it's just filling the it's... void religion used to fill for people. Yeah. Same thing that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, punk filled for me, you know, where I, yeah. I found this thing where I, it filled that void for me. And, and thankfully punk to me, especially the stuff I found led me to read some really interesting things and exposed me to a lot of really cool art and, uh, brought open my eyes to like the world, but everyone's filling that void with something. And if it's, yeah, if, if it's not well, something positive, it's going to be something real dark right now. And like you're saying, yeah. Well, I just like as a parent now with kids, you brought up these TikTok people. Yeah. Um, you don't really control what shows up in your kid's algorithm. So obviously you yeah. have to or monitor yours. Or yours. Yeah. It's, or yours. It's sickening. It's sickening. I mean, yeah. it's like Steven Crowder to me is like just like probably one of the biggest pieces of shit <laughs> in in like this hemisphere because A, Canadian. And B, it's just like basically a, a guy who's like how are you doing fellow kids like it's 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 transparent to like right. a lot most people over 17 but the audience is undeniably gigantic so you have to treat them like they're like legitimately producing something valuable well and also it's just also it, it's like that they they strike a balance between like the sort of infomercial uh christian like we are painting right to put ourselves in front of as many eyes as possible and actual popularity. You know, I really, I think that's what the daily wire, like Ben Shapiro's people, I think that's what they've done. Cause they're actually like apparently turning up like the amount of money they have. They make absurd, crazy, crazy amount of money. But I think ben Shapiro is given yeah, a, lot a of ridiculous money. clown. Nobody should listen to. I bet he's a great boss. You know, I bet he gets a cake for people. He's like, seems so organized, you know, <laughs> and he just makes it seem like you're doing a good thing at where you're like, you know what, Ben? He's crazy, a little weird, but you got me a cake for my birthday and you remembered what I like and stuff. But the, the person I was thinking of when you were talking about this, I've been obsessed with wrestling, like old wrestling lately. Which paid to get on TV, too. Which should be noted. Yeah, well, it did in the eighties when really? it was yeah. the territories. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, oh, that makes yeah, sense. it's really cool. Like, like that's why WWE, I think, was such a, a a different thing because eventually it was like they wanted it, but before, but most of the time it was a pain to get on. But but I've been watching like Ultimate Warrior stuff. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. the he's Ultimate dark, Warrior, right? He's dark. Dude, he's like he's dark, but he's like one of the original guys like this. And what's crazy is he was one of the most dark and negative people in the wwf he right. in a way where he was like black cloud over him at all times didn't want to deal with people didn't like he only wanted to talk to like vince mcmahon he would hold right. him up for money i he, might have heard he, a, st a story on this podcast about this like probably I mean, yeah possibly, and like, it's possible it, but, it, it, yeah. and uh but there's also the afterwards you know after he left wwe and changed his name legally to warrior so people could like know who he was he because yeah. he didn't own the ip yeah, he he yeah. did this like speech at a college that's online. And it's insane and halfway through it gets into the really homophobic stuff, it gets into oh, this stuff. But right okay, before the homophobic stuff he goes, "Who here has heard of Ann Rand?" Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it a rush and, concert? <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have been. And then Neil Perry like, Neil Peart is like me. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> so, so 
he he was one of the original guys who was like preaching this kind of weird fresh and fit thing and he wound up um go, going uh he he had like a school he made and there's like clips of him yelling at teenagers oh, <laughs> like anyone can make better. a freaking school these days <laughs> <laughs> but there Did was you watch this other... documentary bs high no no it's, it's about charter schools incredible well it's specifically about this one guy that and it, it kind of like explains why uh conservatives want to destroy public schools in america and it's because you can make such a ridiculous amount of money from these charter schools. And so there's this school called IMG, right? It's IMG and it's a football high school feeder school. So they have just enough academics to get by and pass the state exam or whatever. And uh, they just play football all the time. And they're the best talent. They attract the best talent. And it's like IMG models. It's the same company. So it's IMG models agency and then IMG football high school okay so this is this this school just sold to a hedge fund for 1.2 billion dollars it's a high school right Holy so shit. that America's if you're wondering insane. like why like everyone's like got a school it's because there's so much money so this is about this crazy sociopath that gets it's so deeply sad it's the saddest document because he gets really uh poor kids from you know really bad but he combs the whole and like attracts football talent so he's got these brilliant amazing football players who are super poor he has no academics at his high school i, I don't want to spoil it but it's just this it's the story of how like one sociopathic super motivated dude can now destroy the lives of like a hundred children before he's caught and basically like get away with this and he's like in the documentary, he's like, I didn't break the law. Look up the law. He like you see all the laws. And he's like, I did not break a law. It's just this is what we're doing in this country now. We're giving the education system to kind of whoever wants it. It's so dark. Whoa, and you so just feel wild. terrible for these for these kids. But the one one thing this guy does do is he gets them a game versus the IMG school, which is the actual all, a lot of those kids go to the NFL. And there's so it's like ridiculous the pressure on these kids. Oh my god. Anyway, um, and even going is to the NFL is crazy because it's like you I went mean, to a high school where it wasn't setting you up with right. skills besides football, and your football career lasts twelve years, right? or maybe if you're lucky. or one game, you know, you get game. injured. Yeah, yeah I'm, I love uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah. I wear and I, I watch. Sorry, NFL Hard Knocks, and I, it's amazing. Like these kids that go in the NFL and like the pressure on these people to make it. And it's crazy because it's the Jets uh, is this hard knocks. And they've had them the whole preseason with Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, uh, quarterback, new quarterback. They've got all this crazy talent that he attracted so much riding on this stuff. And then last night he broke his he popped his Achilles tendon. Yeah. And if you're on X or Twitter, you can't avoid or I can't avoid seeing the detailed shot of him his achilles tendon breaking <sighs> and if you think of the pain that that would be for anyone it's the most insane it's kind of the most insane pain you can feel as your achilles tendon breaking or getting cut and just watch aaron Rodgers after his achilles tendon. it's complete this guy is he's like a soldier it's completely amazing how mellow he is after his achilles tendon gets popped he's but, uh, anyway shock. so the point is, I'm looking forward to watching uh, how that wow. plays out. It'll be interesting. Um, 
Well, did what are you drinking? That's a big, that's a nice big cup you got there, dude. My oh, yeah. No, this big. is a big Stanley cup. It's a big <laughs> mug. That's cool. I fill this with water. This is like my water thing, yeah, but it's so. apparently this is a TikTok thing. Stanley mug, big, huge mugs uh, like this. But I didn't know that. So I'm drinking out of my cool. kid's Minecraft mug. Oh, That's man. Cool. TNT. Really I love cool. that. Yeah. I've never uh, played Minecraft, though. I'm I'm deeply immersed in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, and, oh, I, I mean, uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, rather. And um, there's like Minecraft elements, I guess, in that. Now. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing Zelda uh, Phantom Hourglass for Nintendo DS. I love it. Whoa. Oh, because yeah, you I'm have playing- the. Do you have that on have, Switch or do you have a DS? I have a DS. I've since wow. we last talked, I've been collecting video, old video games like fucking crazy, but also wow. playing PS4. Yeah. So cool. How about you, Damien? Do you are you into uh no. video games? No. no. Good for you. No. Yeah. I played uh, a little bit of Angry Birds. I got really into that for super a second. Super fun. Super fun. Um, Physics game. Super good. Super yeah. good game. I yeah. got great a, IP. I've got some uh I got an Xbox, uh the second one they put out yeah um, 360 and then i bought like halo and a bunch of games for it but i've never played them i just, I just yeah. explored halo just the don't halo go games there are, yeah. no halo's sick single player I'm sure it's fun i just like who has time like to, it's so i have time i waste so much time yeah it's it's, it's rare like i at some flights i'm just like there's no way i'm gonna like write or anything i can't sleep i'm gonna play this game for four hours and it's wonderful I mean, and you've got. I gotta say, yeah, if you're ever Switch. gonna try a video game, uh, Zelda, it's a masterpiece. It's one of the most beautiful pieces of art I've ever seen, uh, and it's unbelievable. It's like so being cool. in the game is it really, truly? It's it's like amazing. Yeah, really well done. I've got um, friends that anyway, play games. And don't stuff. ever play games. Yeah. No, I got I got friends like yourselves that play video games, and and I got a bunch of friends that are are super into it. And obviously, my kids are are really into it. Um. You know, but I've just, you know, I've got a friend who designs video games. Have you ever heard the game Binding of Isaac? No. Oh, it's, it's a cool it's, name. It's a wild game. It's like, a, oh, you're friends with the dude who made that game. It's like, yeah. it's, it's it's a huge indie game, Um, John. It's huge. Yeah. 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 I threw, he came on the podcast and it was a, uh, it was an unbelievable comment. It blew my mind because indie gaming was something I knew nothing about and how huge it is and how racist it can be. Well, it, it, you it, now it, know it, it, you're you're again. <laughs> Shout out to resistance. <laughs> the shit that you're buying. Guys, <laughs> bringing this fucking podcast into the gutter. No, I, 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 I shouldn't say shout out to no, shout out that's getting, resistance. That's records. getting shout cut, at. Nick. I don't care how much they're paying you. That's getting cut. Shout out. Yeah, not, get, they are not paying me. I hate resistance records. I hate. You know what I am? I'm a down low tweet reporter for the race. Sounds like you're resisting the resistance. <laughs> I I oh, resist the resistance. I think that we all are are. I think that racism is a poison. Oh, absolutely! That, it's a scourge on the land. It's a scourge on the land. Oh man, think, I'm I'm reading this book, G Man, about J. Edgar Hoover, and oh, yeah. it is so just. He's basically in the KKK. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Like that all the fathers of our country are just in. He's not literally in the KKK, but he's in the frat. KKK was a college frat that that Richard Daly shit's the same thing about that mayor in Chicago. Like he, the they they resisted integration, and that's why Chicago is the way it is. And it's the place where Martin Luther King, when they did that march for freedom, like 
he didn't feel like he won in Chicago and right. And daily, like they would try to bring in a black family into, a you know, a North side Chicago or whatever. And it would literally cause a riot surrounding. Hey, this is your, my grandfather you're talking about. So watch. Your well, mind. I know, I know. Mayor Daly. He, I, I think that's <laughs> so weird that his name is. You Daly. know what? One of the reasons I asked you on this podcast is on Damien's podcast. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what the one fuck, of the reasons Nick? I reached out. Together. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on Damien's podcast? Yeah. <laughs> what is this, a hostile takeover, Nick? You think you're going to hand over the reins after this shit, <laughs> dude? You got it. Anyway, we should start a punk band. I think yeah. can we can we do a punk band and um yes I learned guitar and uh, over the and I have the perfect amount of guitar playing skill for like a beginner punk like I could definitely crush it in a punk band basically like, it would have to be like Damien and I singing yeah two singers you yeah. on guitar, guitar. oh no I can a, sing too okay you a and me and Damien fronting it yeah and we're the beastie the, it's like beastie boys so we like we like uh play hop sky you know hop around hot potato versus <laughs> that'd be so great and then we a, have that was a trend in it, hardcore for a minute where you'd have a band with multiple singers yeah that's it, true it always resulted in like one person having to stand around looking nervous and bored waiting for their part to come back in well right. the ones that i can think of were the ones that had like the male uh the male female kind of like call and response punk stuff from the 90s Oh like, yeah, they're definitely that. That's that was. Naked I'm aggression more... is the only one I'm thinking of. But oh yeah, and, I was thinking like cool. beat beat happening is kind of like or maybe yeah, and Huggy Bear were also like that. Yeah. Right. yeah, there's lots of bands that were like that. Vaseline's are kind of like that too. Yeah, the best band. Vaseline, Vaseline's the Vaseline. No. I'm learning uh, several Stone Temple Pilot songs uh for uh that's that like how i learn guitar is largely like playing horrible songs like Dude. every morning there's a henny <laughs> seriously like that's oh number three God. i learned and i can still play it and are you learning but it's guitar so easy from like fun. guitar hero 2003 <laughs> no i have this app called tabs i don't know if you, it's like guitar tabs and you just learn i started with the all cat stevens songs just learned all that songs and then I was like, I'm going to learn Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars and just like play those like Bowie songs are like a little bit intermediate and you can kind of like figure it out uh, the his like early stuff, at least. Um, and then, yeah, just keep playing it like Hotel California. I mean, it's super fun to play. Like, it doesn't matter how bad the song is. It's just like, wow, I can make the sounds. It's crazy. Well, yeah, um, that's why the songs, that's why the songs were written, basically, because the guy was writing it. He's like, this is fucking fun. Yeah. I can swallow time. my pride. I can choke on the ride. <laughs> this is the only thing, the only, my musical form of expression is this alligator keyboard. Wow. I like that. Play it. Oh, there's no sound. I don't play it properly. But... Right. That's pretty cool. Is, it, is there supposed to be music coming out, Nick, or are you just... <laughs> There we go. Let's go! Yeah, it's like that's our band. That's our band. Nick on alligator. We all play drums and sing. That's three drummers. Um, uh, Damien or John, I want to ask you because I, yeah. I feel like I've got you here. Oh yeah, fire away. Take over, and Nick. Get in the driver's John, seat. 
I've got you here on Damien's podcast. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Nick. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm so glad to have you here on Damien's podcast that I'm now guest hosting. Um, <laughs> what do you think of Oliver Anthony? Did you fucking jam out to that shit? Is this a controversial topic? Can we? Oh, you know, Oliver Anthony. Um, Oliver. The Richmond North of Richmond. Richmond North of Richmond. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I wanted it to be kind of good or something. I, I don't have a problem with Oliver Anthony. I think I have a problem with like American education or something. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, you're just, you're not, you don't have a framework for critical thinking. And cause I've, I, I did, I listened to partially like his Joe Rogan and I was kind of, oh man, like, but he's also young. So he could learn. He has the right, maybe he has the right. I, I believe in him. Cause at first I was like, what is this racist piece of shit? And I like kind of maybe like, uh, was like, uh took the lyrics in the wrong way but then i heard something that he he said and i was like oh he kind of is a little bit he's a little bit i don't know no I he's a, a dummy response. but he's like yeah i had a similar response where i heard that song and i honestly was like you know by like a right wing song standard this is like kind of the best they got and no wonder they like immediately rushed to prop him up you know, and yeah, right. he had that like totally ignorant verse about welfare or whatever. But honestly, I mean, we're talking about punk. It's like that is like a classic, like late 80s, early 90s bullshit line in some fucking but also, hardcore song. Oh, that's true. But it's also you like know? a country, like country's like, I got my Heinz 57 and I'm ready to spread <laughs> it on my fucking so burger. It's so like really expensive ketchup. Shout outs to brands. It's <laughs> fine. <Yeah. laughs> But, but, um, I, and then, yeah, like when I, I just thought that I re he'd had a head injury at like 21 and he'd had sobriety issues and like he, it seemed yeah. like he was just immediately taken by all of the wrong people. And they were like, this is our guy. This is our guy. Right. And the fact that he did come out and do this sort of like, he just has sound seems very confused politically, overly religious. Um, right. but the but fact the right that he, lady. yeah. Yeah, the he fact that he was sing. like, he's a good singer, man. I was that's like, what I mean. Is, is yeah. you know, it, 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 it's uh, the fact that he was like, I thought it was ridiculous. These people played it. I think it's. He said musicians were like he. He said right wing musicians were like trying to use him for relevancy. I yeah, thought that I was saw like, that. Yeah, and yeah. now and now that side of X, you know, the bad right. side, which is the right. only side, um, they're all like his accent's fake. As if no one. Oh, because he's not. He's too woke for them. Because he's actually like kind of he, about Bernie. Anything stuff. you know, like he goes. Oh, he said diversity is our strength. That's such a woke thing to say. Yeah, I did see <laughs> that he canceled the show because they were charging too much money, but it was like a dumb. It was a bad idea. Like he didn't think it through, and it was a big mistake. And he he was like doing a show where he got paid a hundred thousand dollars to do the show, and he found out they were charging people $90 and he was like no I can he canceled the show and he was like he was like I won't do a show unless the price of the ticket is $40 or under $40 that's it and and the venue like wrote him publicly and we're like hey man you canceled the show like it was like a really <laughs> bad idea like you have to like do the show and then switch your policy you know um, 
but uh it was yeah, just funny exactly to, like and he like had to apologize like he got caught and then he had to send him <laughs> and i was like okay i am now endeared to this person whatever this I don't, is an I'm outsider not gonna buy his records. i don't think he's pete seeger or something <laughs> this is like, like daniel johnson or wesley willis being embraced by like the right wing they're like it's so cool daniel johnson is stalking this co-worker you know it's yeah like, he's literally from a he's like from far a place called farm town like it's literally <laughs> something like that <laughs> um, we live in this time where it's like not about being necessarily good at your thing it's like how memeable is it like how much traction can you get from cracking on it and everything's monetized yeah. now like it used to be you know you could buy something used or you could hear it in passing because someone gave you a tape of it or taped it off like check, check out this crazy pastor that i taped yeah. off tv yeah but, but now every click on youtube uh every click on spotify as small as that payback is kicks back to that artist or kicks back to the people that are platforming you know, not necessarily this person. I know nothing about this person you guys were talking about, but like, oh, sorry, you, you didn't. This red hair got redheaded guy with a big beard. I say better so, that you don't know, exactly. but I know. I just I got into so the, out of this shit. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like, I, I, I mean, it's healthy. good you are. It was, it was what it was. Was something that was just for the new created for the news cycle for one week. Like it was literally yeah. manufactured conversation, which is just what I guess we're doing. But we're doing the DIY version yeah <laughs> well, that's what, all this shit is is just we're all just trying to escape you know and you just create now you create your own bubble and you live within this bubble for better or for worse your and bubble yeah. looks cool my bubble is is some bullshit you know but it's like uh it it, 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 it is my bubble you know and I've, i fill it with like what does connecting. that mean though what's a bubble like you're well, like you like, feel world. like you're in a bubble like you're you're nope. not but if you're so you're sequestering yourself from negative internet noise, I think that's a that's just a positive bubble. I think yeah. that's just the bubble I've created for myself. You know, like right. you you like unless something comes up for you in your friend group right. that is out there, and I and I feel like it just you know it's all it wasn't being shared in my little bubble that I've created. Like I get wrestling stories. You know, like sometimes I think some of these wrestling stories are huge news stories. And then I talk to people that don't follow the shit at all. And they're like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? Who I guess hell? that's yeah. your bubble. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Damian, that's what you're talking. Yeah. You asked me about CM Punk last week. And I yeah. was like, if you, if you'd asked me like literally two weeks before about anything about current wrestling, I wouldn't have known, but somehow I've been on this tip where, because I'm listening to old wrestlers talking about wrestling, suddenly they're talking about current day wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling CM Punk algorithm. stuff. Is CM have Punk. What's it? What's CM stand for? Chris Martinez or something? Uh, I, I, it's, it's been speculated a lot of times different. I think chick magnet was at one oh, point. Oh yeah. That was the original. Was thing, right? to it. Yeah. What's that, right. Where's he from? Was he from Chicago? Washington? No, no, he's Chicago. Uh, yeah. dude. He, uh, Parts unknown. Yeah, like <laughs> that, that's the ultimate warrior, my friend. He, All right, he's on a small list of worst interviews I've ever done. He was on my oh, old no. TV show. Yeah, it was so fucking brutal. Oh no! I was fanning sucks. out huge. I was such a huge fan of his, and then like I think in wrestling, that's like in music, that's like a cool energy to give off, and it's like, yeah, right. man, thanks, but. I didn't realize at that time because I was new to being around wrestling that that's like not a good energy. 
right. to give off in wrestling because in wrestling, you know, you're a mark if you're a fan. And yeah. right. I'm sh- I'm <laughs> sure the fans that they get are absolutely insane. Well, they literally insane. pay to pay to like hang out with them. It is they insane. Pay- if yeah, you see like, a wrestling podcast and they have a wrestler on, they've like paid that wrestler to do this. Like wrestlers are fucking carnies and it's cool. But the carny, what's the carny code? Trick the trickable. They're not carnies, right? They're like, I guess they kind of are. They came like, from car- no, wait, they are speak- carnies performers in carnivals too? I think of carnies as being yeah. the behind the scenes. No, it, was, it was the people that used to travel to carnival. And that's yeah. where wrestling you know, and, and I, boxing started too. Like boxing, you know, like it's amazing wrestling's the most honest shit in the world because you know like we're talking about these people that milk these fucking fans and like just exploit the shit out of them you know and in punk too it happens right like we're all paying our little tithing to our churches wrestling's the most honest it's like no you're a you're a mark and we're the performers and you're not in our world and this is our world like they speak carney like Carney's a language, right? And I, I mean, right. It, it's really interesting. And then even it's kind of the same thing that's happened in a lot of now that YouTube and podcast stuff and being keeping it real and doing interviews is like, enter is entertainment like it, it's mass. I can't really explain it, but it used to be you'd read like "Please Kill Me" or something, and when it first comes out, and you're like, "Wow, I'm getting the real story about the New York scene." But now it's like there's so many people doing the real story that you know you're getting kind of worked still because it's people who are like you ran. So you watch wrestlers getting interviewed, and it's like they're it. it sometimes it feels like they're still not fully telling you everything. You right. Know? That's why I mean, you got to read all like four that. Kiss books to get the triangulate <laughs> the whole thing. like what is a real moment to these like what is yes. real you know like, well but i think that's also something i've found from doing this podcast is everyone's got their own perspective on shit and like truth. you know you talked about actually john when you were on the first time like how you know your brothers were a heavy vibe for you as a kid and it kind of scared you off of punk yeah i'm sure they didn't well maybe you can speak more to this than i could but like i'm sure to them they weren't bullying you in that way or like weren't trying to scare the shit out of you with it as much as no they were yeah i mean they were trying to scare the shit out of my parents i would say and so but but they were just genuinely into it but i was too young and so my vibe was actually r.i.p jimmy buffett like i was like into funny stuff and so like jimmy buffett i used to like go to like school and there was a kid named Joe Smoller, and we would we would pretend to be middle-aged men and go up to each other and go in the early morning before school, we go, ah man, how you doing? I feel like shit. I didn't <laughs> sleep at all. My wife's ragging on my ass. I feel like shit. They'd be like, You listen to Buffett last night? And like it was a way to be like, we're we shouldn't be into this. We know we're dorks, but we're just gonna pretend we're old men. Um, but that was my that was like more my my vibe. And then I got, oh, and then I, I started going to shows and that got me into more into it into uh, seek I mean, out, that's actually thing. seek out things. Live stuff is just so intoxicating, right? Like so cool. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, when, I think when there's the... a scene and you start seeing the same people and you're like, oh, wow, there's like a creative scene. That's, that's right. Because really before that, it out. felt almost like you were entering tv or something you're like here i am at an event and they will never see these people again because this is an event it's one time and i'm leaving and i'm going back to my life right. and you're like wait 
there's the same person who was here before and that and person like, was on stages i can bother these people <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah come yeah, here i'm gonna oh, i'm huge, gonna vomit i drank too much oh, huge <laughs> huge yeah the amount of bothering i mean i you know damien and i have talked about it a lot on his yeah, podcasts Yo, about being punishers yeah. i don't think Punish- have we ever oh, yeah. told the bruce have we ever told our bruce mccullough story on here i don't think we oh, have wow dave Please. Dave Foley or Dave Foley. Sorry. Sorry. Bruce yeah. McCullough. Dave Foley. Sorry. I mean, tell it. Well, I'll wait. Both Damien... of you punish Dave Foley. Uh... It was a mutual punishing. I'm going to say at that point, because he was, well, like we were at, a, we we're at Mary. Mar- There's going to be so many good name drops in the story. We were at, uh, wait, wait, wait. It starts at, well, one you, of you Tur- played a show, a, a classic Toronto. Let's take the name of something and we'll make, we'll just change it. And it'll be cool. So we're at North by Northeast. Oh, which rad. does South by Southwest <laughs> owns a piece of North by Northeast. Sure, but uh, still. Because it was like right. they were like mutual <laughs> friends. They kind of started at the same time. Like, and that was right. like meant to be the reference. And there used to be a yeah, North by they- Northwest in Vancouver, too. And they were trying to do like a. A four corner. North by Northwest is a great movie. It's it's cool. it's not quite the Boston Pizza thing, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, we also have Boston Pizza. That's very confusing. Anyway, so we played a show in North by Northeast. Damien and myself and our my friend Allison. But was it Canadian Music Week? This was a oh, Canadian Music. North, sorry, North by Northeast was the first time I met Beckles. That's a different story. Oh, different cool. party. Yeah. yeah, but Canadian Music Week was. We heard there was a party at Mary Margaret O'Hara's house. Damien and myself and my friend Allison. Are mutual. And Esther was with us too, I think. Okay. And our friend Esther. Um, and we go to the you know Mary Margaret O'Hara, John? Uh he, she's Catherine O'Hara's uh, sister. Oh, yeah. for real? No, yeah. I didn't yeah. know. That. Cool. The O'Hara family are like a whole thing in Toronto. Like wow. there's there's a lot, there's this guy, Actors. Marcus. Marcus is an actor, and and even Mary Margaret. I have the same agent as her, I think. And, and, and then Catherine, obviously, but Mary Margaret put out an incredible record in the 1980s called uh, Miss America. That unbelievable is, record. I mean, her it's, it's kind of got like Kate Bush kind of thing, but also like it's oh, wow. in that Suzanne Vega era out. of stuff. Like it's, it's, but it's better than all that. It's very unique, very, very unique. And, and, uh, she never did an album after that. So she was kind of like this legendary figure. We went to this really big old house on this like classic Toronto street called Huron. And it's just full. And we're like all 19 to 21. And, uh, you know, uh, who was there, Damien? I'll tag you in. Uh, I'm trying to think who was in there. I think Nico Case was like playing piano. Oh, me- no. in or something. Yeah. Nico Case was there yeah. because Mao had played, I believe. Or no, yeah, Nico was probably doing band. Nico early on. By that point, I think she, I think she was still she was doing her solos. Uh, there was um, our say our guys Dave, from Sadie's. Dave Doman, Sadie's. Sadie's were there. Yeah, yeah, Dallas Good and all those people. Rest in peace, Dallas. Dave Doman was there from swearing at motorists because that was the first time I'd ever seen anyone smoke weed out of an apple. I was straight edge. Yeah, but we saw nice. some other people on this call might have smoked weed for the first yeah. time. Nick. And you know, it's it's also we get there at two a.m. And there's a party going on, and there's like adults here. It was yeah. very exciting, and we drove. We there, were the youngest. Were, oh wow, yeah. Like you know. we were the, like little kids there, practically. Like oh, yeah. and this guy from like a punk band we like called the Doughboys was there too. I think John Castro. John Castro was there. And yeah. and then, but then we then immediately d- zone in. 
Dave yeah. Foley is there. Nice. Dave Foley's there. Like, I think he's still with peak. the woman. And I think she he's with the woman who is uh Bruce McCullough's Danzig's character's uh you know lady friend in uh, yeah in Revia in uh in Brain Candy. Okay, like the girl that cool. opens the door, like and you know, and then she winds up being with the scientist later on in the movie. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But she was there with Dave uh I mean uh uh Dave Foley. So- Allison and I, Allison was like a huge part of my like whole comedy thing growing up. She's always super encouraging about like the funny shit. And, and she had satellite radio. So we were watching like or satellite TV. So we were getting MTV and stuff, which we didn't normally get in Canada. We were, so we were watching Syphil and Ollie and Jackass and all this stuff that was actually hard to find in Canada for a minute. So, but we were also so stoked on kids in the hall, obviously, mm. you know, and, and so it was the biggest deal that Dave Foley was. At yeah, party. and Nick had a yak back, and Dave Foley was a little bit wasted, and yeah. came up to us and tried to procure some party favors. And uh-huh. uh, Nick and I were like, "We don't have party favors." Uh, and, I'm like, "Can uh, you talk into this yak back for a second, though? It'll be yeah. fun." And then he was like playing Dave Foley back to himself. But no, I, I, I go like, "No, I go like, he had one I, of the." Oh, I get yeah, it. And he's yeah. so wasted. Go, he's like, "What I, are I you go, doing?" I, no, but that that was another moment where it's oh, like you know you know what punishing I've I, John I've had moments where punishing has given me classic like old Hollywood style they did a thing that was in the spirit of how I like them kind of moments so right, like with right. Dave Foley it was I have the yak back and I'm like can you just talk into this and he goes he goes what's that and I so go, annoying yeah yeah well yeah and I'm like I don't know and he goes. It's a tool of the devil. <laughs> yeah, the like, tool of the devil, and he's like swatting it. Tool of the devil in a funny kids in the hallway. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. that's so a good. Wasted. That's a good. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's gonna get a yeah. good. Yeah. I was gonna say you should be the guy with the coke and and have that, and then you he has to sit and watch you. And he has to pretend it's cool and be like, "Wow, okay, sir, this is really great," and then just keep doing. You know it. what? I'd be a lot more famous if that what i did well then you do the coke and then he's into it and then that was the first time i ever saw that was the first time i saw people do cocaine that night too wow where was the venue again what was the it was Uh, at mary margaret harris oh i don't want to say people did cocaine it wasn't her she wasn't doing cocaine but she she came out with a a play uh, a tray of freshly baked cookies at like 3 30 in the morning yeah okay it's she okay. Was so she made a nice. cool album. She can do some coke. It's fine. She sang on a fucked <laughs> up record, but I wasn't in the studio when that happened. Ma- Ma- Molly Welcome Mary O'Hara? Is yeah, Mary Margaret O'Hara did. Mary Mary Margaret O'Hara. Mary Margaret O'Hara. I did I did meet <laughs> Catherine O'Hara too one time. I interviewed I mean, uh, Eugene Levy and Catherine oh, cool. O'Hara. Nice. I know she's so amazing. And it's, it's crazy when I see old, you know, pictures of her on SCTV and character, and I'm just like you're so beautiful. It's so crazy yeah. yes, how like she's she's not just beautiful. She's like character comedian beautiful, where she can like imbue it into the character she's doing. It's it's fucking insane. Oh, she's an incredible yeah. actor, and one of the you know not to take anything from you away from Eugene Levy because uh, mm. um, but he was you know Love a little Eugene more Levy. yeah he was very nice yeah. but like a little like you know hey nice to meet you. But she came in, gave me a huge hug. She's like, I, I've been wanting to meet you. And just like, 
she was so sweet cool. like the nicest nicest like one of the nicest people i've ever met period like right. yeah, there are there are really special family they do a saint patrick's day mary margaret does a saint patrick's day show at the horseshoe tavern every year Whoa. and it's been going on for like 30 way she plays years. punk rock or what or no it's like she is just all over she it's yeah. kind of it, she can be like it can practically be like spoken word performance art something like oh, she man, does exactly this. what you wouldn't expect or you know or necessarily yeah. like people like can you sing a song from miss america she's like no but i can do like an acapella right. scat thing you know when yeah, yeah, yeah. when she sang on the fucked up record um she came down to the studio and mike gave her the lyrics he's like hey here's so here's the lyrics i wrote and she's like oh i don't sing anyone else's lyrics i'm gonna just make up my own and she went in and just scatted. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. I don't <laughs> sing anyone else's lyrics. No. That's great. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> and just went in and scatted over the song. And uh, some of it made it onto the track. Yeah. What if you were like, can you sing backups? She's like, well, I'll sing my own. <laughs> yeah. Lyric. Right. Yeah. Sure. You can do whatever the tune. fuck you want. But yeah, yeah. I don't know how well <laughs> she would have done in uh, the Shangri-Las. You know what I am Yeah. I mean, or yeah. Uh, she could never have been in the Everly Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> the Monkees. Uh, I mean, there's so a many, lot. so <laughs> many reasons like time, <laughs> gender. Though that's a construct. Though. Um, uh, I should probably go. It's okay. Late yeah, here. you guys. It's late for you guys. Thank you so much yeah. for. Uh, oh, this has been fun. Really this will be fun. We'll see. I'm glad. This I'm will break, shake out to a together. half hour, probably twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah i know and everybody uh yeah we got we got pretty dark and i loved it um but everybody come out to my tour please especially toronto and thank you so much uh damien and that's on 10 for you you'll you'll bookend it sorry but uh, yeah, thanks, i love your damien. bookends and um keep it up and uh nick let's do the podcast next week and thank but you guys so much i really damien. appreciate it Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.